You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. This week we'll be looking at the song that was written by most probably you know this guy, Zechariah. Alright? Zechariah, as you would remember, this is more of a recap for all of us, that he is a priest, an old priest who have been faithfully serving God. In fact, if you read Zechariah, he's really an ordinary guy. <laughs> an ordinary guy who have been serving God through the years. But what makes him different, in a sad way, is that even if he has been serving God through the years, tumanda na siyang kakaserve kay God, wala pa rin siyang anak. Imagine that. Maybe for some of us here, we're thinking that, Lord, I've been faithful through the years, magta 2018 na, but the blessing that I've been crying out for, maybe it's not a child, maybe it's something else. Lord, parat nasan na, Lord? Will you bless me? Will you be with me? Lord, I've been faithful. And then all of a sudden, as we all know, the angel Gabriel appeared. The same angel that appeared to Mary and told Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, who, as we know, is a relative of Mary, said, Zechariah, Elizabeth, you will have a son. Remember that? It's in the Old Testament, similar to Abraham and his wife Sarah, when he had a son, even though in their old age, and that's the start of my covenant. Guess what? I'm about to do something new, and you, Zechariah and Elizabeth, will have a son. He's, gonna be, he's going to be John the Baptist, the last prophet before the the great prophet comes, Jesus. And he's going to prepare the way of the Lord. You're going to have a son. And we all know how Zechariah responded, right? Amen, Lord, amen. No, that's not how he responded. He responded with doubts. He was doubtful. Talaga? Tanda na ako ah. And what was the consequence of his doubt? He was silent for probably nine months. Imagine mo yun? Hindi nagsalita si Zechariah for nine months. Can't help but thinking, kamusta kaya marriage nila? No? <laughs> nine months hindi nagsalita yung lalaki. Then after that, when the son was born, John, when he held it, held him to his arms, in his arms, he was able to speak once again and he was able to write this beautiful song, most probably known as Benedictus. In its original language, in its Greek, it's just one long Greek song. But now we're going to read it and you're going to see something amazing. It's so packed. Let's read from Luke 1, verses 67 to 68. It says here, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Look at this verse. The very first word, blessed, in Latin, ito yung benedictus. The very first thing that John, uh, that Zechariah rather did when he was able to speak, when he was able to write after seeing his son John, was declare that God is blessed. Blessed be the Lord God. He was worshipping God. He was worshipping God with what he has experienced in his life. You know what? Come to think of it, what can we offer God? Can we offer Him our riches? He's richer than us. He owns everything. Can we offer Him our achievements? He doesn't need it. He has achieved infinitely more than us. Can we offer Him our success? 
He's more successful than us. Can we offer Him our good works? And as we know, our good works are like filthy rags, diba? So what can we offer God He doesn't already have? But here's something amazing. We can bless God. We can bless Him in the sense that, Lord, I thank You. We can thank God. Imagine that. We get to give something to God. And that's us blessing Him. Thanking Him. Acknowledging what He has done. And that's what Zechariah did. The very first line is saying, God, thank you. Blessed be the Lord God. And then afterwards, it's being followed by two small words that most probably hindi natin nakikita. For He. Minsan pag nabasa tayo yung mga prepositions, hindi natin na-appreciate but when I was studying this, I was amazed. These two words can also be translated because. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel because. Lord, I worship you because. And you know what the sad part is? Especially with worship. You know, when we come here every Sundays, you get to sing songs. That's just one aspect of worship. Everything is worship from giving to serving and all. But sometimes, the, the, the weekly grind of worship strips us of the essence of worship. Isn't it true that we, we, we can experience or we can have a more meaningful worship when we not only know the person, but we know what He does and what He did to us? Minsan nagiging religion na lang. Worship, worship, worship. Bakit nga ba? Eh, nakasanayan eh. Every Sunday. But for Zechariah, it's different. Blessed be the Lord God because there's a meaning behind it. You know what the sad part in our society right now, especially for the younger generation, is that God is separated. God is just a, a concept, a subject. Especially kung meron po sa atin dito nag-aral sa mga religious schools. Diba? Religion, math, science, si God, pang-religion lang yan. Diyan si God. Wala siya sa math, wala siya sa science, God is just in a day, Sunday, one and a half hour. Wala siya sa school ko, wala siya sa business ko, wala siya sa family ko. Y- yung, ga- yung God na yan, ito, sa family ko lang yan. Sa, sa, sa lolo, lola ko, or pag, pag graduate na ako, nagkasarili akong work, okay na, hindi na ako mag-church, kasi dito lang yan eh. And that's the sad part. God is not just a concept. God is not just isolated in a subject. The same God who is here in religion is the same God of math and science. The same God who was present to our, to our uh, uh, grandfathers, mothers, fathers. is the same God is present today. And God is not just an idea or a concept. Iba kasi pagpuro knowledge lang It's different from knowing someone to experiencing someone. And that's what Zechariah experienced. Imagine Zechariah know God for the longest time. He's a priest. He's been serving God. Tumanda na siyang kakalingkod sa Panginoon. But it all changed when he experienced God. Kaya nga siya napadaute eh, kasi it's all knowledge until he experienced God. And my prayer is for this generation, for all of us here, that we don't just know God here. It's important, of course. But we experience Him in our lives. That He's not just a concept. He's not just an idea. He's not just a subject. He's not isolated to one nation. He's not isolated to one generation. But God is a God who is active. God is a God who acts. 
He's on the move. He's doing something. Hindi po tamad si Lord. In fact, in the next couple of verses, you would see eight verbs, action words, in almost every verse. What does it show? What does it communicate? That God is on the move. That God is a God who acts. What's the two, the first two verses, uh, the first two verbs rather, that God used for this one? Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for He has visited and redeemed His people. The first two ver- verbs or action words that we could see are the verbs visited and redeemed. Now, pag sinabi kong visit or visited, isn't it true the first thing that comes to our mind are visitors? How among you here, you love having visitors in your house? Right? And maybe for some of you, you find joy na may bumibisita sa bahay nyo kasi you get to talk to someone. Diba? Masaya tayo, kausap sila. And especially this Christmas, do you have relatives who are staying with you? Diba? You host them, galing sa ibang bansa, magstay sila dito sa Christmas. And it's a joy for us kasi alam natin, pagbisita, they will come, they will stay here for a while, and then they will eventually leave. Kaya nga, diba, minsan pag may bisita sa bahay, kuwari pagkatapos sila kumain, diba? Tapos sila kumain. Anong ginagawa natin? Because we're very hospitable people. Hindi na, hindi na ako na. Upo ka lang, upo ka lang. Subaban dessert? Yeah. Okay pa yan, mga first. Ano, one day lang, one week, okay pa nga one month. But imagine having a guest for one year. Isip mo ba yun? Diba? Kumakain siya, tapos tapos na siya kumain. Tapos naghihintay siya na, na ilikpit mo yung pagkain. Ano, ano kayo reaction natin, diba? Ilikpit oh, mo mag-isa. Uh, wala bang dessert dyan? Dessert mo mukha mo. <laughs> diba? We don't want that because we know a visitor... It's someone who comes, stays here for a while, and then leaves. And the problem with that, when we read that verse, maybe we're thinking God comes here, stays here for a while, and He'll leave. But that's not what the verse actually really means if you unpack it. The more appropriate meaning is that visited means someone who's looking after because he's concerned with oneself. Or... A more appropriate description is having gathered and made ready the things necessary for a journey. Sino po sa inyo dito, na-try na na po buong family nag-out of town or out of the country? Right? So out of town, out of country, diba para siyang full production, tama ba? <laughs> daming logistics sa kailangan and all. And uh, when my wife and I, when we go out, uh, from time to time for out of town or go home to our home in Marikina and her family. Uh, I am the one who usually packs first. So, ako yung nag-iimpake. So, ako sa yung bag. Kasi medyo mas mabilis ako mag-iimpake. <laughs> so, uh, I will put all my things. I will put my wife's uh, clothes. I will put uh, the things needed ni Jedi. I will put Jedi in the bag. No, baka makalimutan. Di joke lang. <laughs> And then afterwards, I would say, oh, lab, okay na, ha? Naimpake ko na. And you know what my wife, because she's a responsible wife, would do? She would revisit the things I would pack. Meron magumagawa nandito? You would visit the things that your husband packed. And then marirealize niya, sabi niya sa akin, oh, lab, nakalimutan mo pala yung damit ko. Magsiswimming tayo, hindi mo nadalain yung, ano, yung, yung damit ko pang swimming. Eh, yung, yung pang anti-mosquito repellent. And then she would see and she would look at to the, the details of the bag and she's concerned about it because it's something personal that she would use and we would use in our journey as a family. 
You know what's something interesting? When God visited, look at the details of men, look at the status of mankind, you know what he saw? He saw the need for redemption. He saw the sins that weighed us down. He saw the need of a Savior. You see, the big problems that we have right now in the world, poverty, lack of education, war, disunity, terrorism, climate change, and all those things are legitimate problems. But if you look at its very core, it's sin. Sin destroys our relationship with God. Sin destroys our relationship with people. Sin destroys our relationship with God's creation. Sin destroys and separates. And when God saw that, He saw the need to pay the penalty for our sins. That's why it says there, redeemed. The word redemption means God paid the penalty for our sins through Jesus Christ so that we could live a free life. No longer under the slavery of sin, but under the freedom of the price that Jesus Christ has paid. So, Lord, when He visited, He saw the need to be redeemed. And then let's continue the verse. Sabi dito, verses 68 to 69. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for He has visited and redeemed this people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of His servant David. Yung phrase na horn of salvation is another way of saying the Messiah. Now, a horn of an ox looks something like this. The horn that the ox has, it, he, it uses it to defend oneself against any predators. And at the same time, it uses these horns to attack. What is God saying here? Sabi doon sa verso, He has raised up a horn of salvation. God has raised up the Messiah. We could run to Him as our defender. We could run to Him as our warrior who would fight for us. Anong, anong application niyan sa buhay natin? Do you need someone to fight for you? Do you need defending? Before we even tap our connections, let me encourage you. God has raised up the Messiah. We can run to Him as our defender. We can run to Him as our warrior. And He will fight for us. And the Bible says, okay, that we are more than conquerors through Him. If God is for us, who could be against us? He has raised up a horn of salvation. He could be our defender. He could be our warrior. And we are victorious in Him. Look, look at the other verses, 70 to 72. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. At the very heart of God's redemption was his mercy. Kaya niya tayo ni redeem kasi dahil sa mercy niya. Mercy is God's goodness for those people in distress. When he looked at the condition of mankind, he saw, Krabi kawawa sila. The sin is going to destroy them. Their sin is going to separate them from a relationship with me. And because of his mercy, he chose to redeem us. And that's what God's mercy is. 
God's mercy is always meant to bring us to repentance. No makita natin, Lord, wow. Napakabait mo sa akin. God, goodness for those who are in distress. That's God's mercy in our lives. And then look at this. Ito yung sinasabi ko kanina, mga action words oh, or verbs. Almost every verse meron. Sunod-sunod. As He spoke by the mouth of His holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant, the oath that He swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve Him without fear. What, what can we see here? God spoke. God promised. God remembered. And then God acted. Question, may word ba si God na binigay sa'yo? Maybe through your quiet time, through your victory group, prayer and fasting. May word bang binigay si Lord? May promise ba si God sa'yo? Sa atin? Sa family natin? Sa business? Sa school? Let me encourage you with this. If God said something, if God promised something, he will remember it and He will fulfill it at His own time, in His own ways, in accordance to His will. That's what we can see here. Not only that, what, what else can we notice? Most of the verses are in the past tense. Redeemed. Visited. Delivered. Spoke. That's hard, huh? Zechariah here was saying, Lord, thank you for the redemption that we already have. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for raising up the horn of salvation. Someone who will fight for us. Someone who will be our defender. Lord, salamat. You know why that is interesting? Remember, because when Zechariah wrote this down, they were still under the Roman Empire. The whole nation is still being abused. The whole nation are still being enslaved. What, it, what does it mean? Zechariah was making a declaration na past tense, it's as if already God did it, but in reality, it's not. Lord, thank you for redeeming us. Redeem? You're under the Roman Empire. Eh. In fact, mauna pang mamatay si Zechariah bago niya makita mag-resurrect si Jesus. Lord, thank you for uh, delivering us. Deliver? In fact, couple of chapters after, there's going to be a census and babies are going to get killed? What delivered? And you know what? For some of us here, and let me tell this, even me personally, this is hard. When we declare things that are not as if they are. When we declare things that are already done, when in fact the situation in, in front of us is, says otherwise. Lord, thank you for providing for us. Providing? Look at you, what's in front of you. Utang, bayarin, parating na 2018, papers, papeles, habulin. Lord, thank you for reconciling my family. Reconcile? You just had a fight last time. Lord, thank you for healing me. Healing? And that's, that's why it's hard. I think it's hard also for Zechariah. Remember, he doubted the first time the angel showed up. But what made, what's, what, what was different? 
What made him not just see what's in front of him, but focus on God? It's in the first verse that we read. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Kung tayo lang po, would you agree? It's so natural and easy for us to look at the problems. It's so natural and easy for us to look at the reality. But let me tell you this. When the Holy Spirit comes and fills us up, it sh- He changes our perspective. We don't disregard what's in front of us, but we take into account what God said He would do. The spotlight of the Holy Spirit shifts from the problems to God. And my prayer is for me and my family and from all, for all of us here this Christmas, Lord, I pray that we will be filled with the Spirit so that we may have a change in our perspective, that we can declare things that are not as if they are. That's why we can go to the campus if you're a student. When you go there, you see immorality, you see the, the, the rise of unbelief. You can declare, Lord, thank you because leaders are coming from this campus. That's why when, when there's, there's, there's a problem in our family, through the grace of God and be, by being filled by the Spirit, we can declare, Lord, thank you for providing for us. Lord, thank you for healing me. Lord, thank you for going ahead of me, for fighting for me. Again, it's hard. That's why we need to ask, God, fill me with the Spirit. Lord, I need it. I need that there's going to be a change in my perspective. Look at the next couple of verses. 74 to 75. It says here, that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve Him without fear in holiness and righteousness before Him all our days. The result of mercy and redemption is not a license for us to sin, but rather to serve Him without fear and live a holy and righteous life. Niligtas tayo ni God, hindi para magkasala tayo ulit, but to use our life for His glory and to use our lives in holiness and redemption. And let me encourage for some of us here, maybe for some of us here, we're just afraid of being a part of what God is doing. Um, ayoko mo nang maging under discipleship. And for whatever reasons, baka uh, masira kasi sked ko, busy talaga, let me encourage you, in view of His mercy and redemption, serve Him without fear. Serve Him without fear. For some of us here, Christmas, may dala tayong bagahe, there's a sin, there's an issue, let me encourage you, Maybe this season is a time that we align ourselves to God and say, Lord, enough of this. I want to live a holy and righteous life. Serve Him without fear. Let me read the last couple of verses. It says in verses 76 to 79, And you, child, ngayon palang pinag-usapan ni Zechariah yung anak niya, for the longest time, the majority of the verses were all focused on God. Now it shifts to his son. And even this, hindi rin tungkol sa sarili niya. It's still about God. It's still ab- it's about the next generation and how they can be a part of what God is doing. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. 
you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's John the Baptist's role. He is the last prophet. He will prepare the way of the Lord. He will, he will preach the message. And that message is the same message that you and I are still preaching today. What's the message about? Forgiveness of sins. The tender mercy of God. The light coming through, breaking, in the, breaking through the darkness. The light guiding us. The light giving us peace. Same message. And that's what we have right now. That's what we are being reminded of every Christmas. Of the message that was declared. Forgiveness of sins, the mercies of God, the light that guides, the peace that we have. But while I was studying these verses, I came to see two words that has made me sad. It's the words... Sit in. Look at the verse. The sunrise, by the way, yung sunrise is another uh, symbol for the, uh, the coming of the Messiah. The sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness. The word sit in can still be, if you study in its original language, can also be translated as dwell. Sa Tagalog, tumambay, nagsetel, Okay na. And here's the sad part. God came with the forgiveness of our sins in His tender mercy, guiding us, light breaking through. But there are people who chose to sit in darkness, dwell in darkness, to mambay na sa darkness. In the Bible, if you study the word light, it usually means God's presence, God's goodness, God's holiness, God's truth. And of course, uh, oppositely, or on the other hand, darkness is ungodliness, immorality, falsehood, evil. Look at here. The light shines through the darkness. But there are people who sit in darkness. Who says, okay now Lord, uh, okay na ako, hanggang worship na lang. Hindi ko kayo i-give up yung kasalanan ko eh. Okay na ako, hindi naman ako kasi sama nung kilala ko eh. Uh, saka na na ako magbabago. Bata pa naman ako. Uh, okay na ako dito, magsisettle na ako dito. When God is saying, I'm gonna break through your life, in your family, in your company, in your campus, there may be some of us here who, chose, who chooses to sit in. Nagsettle na. Okay na to. Tama na. Masaya na ako dito. Pwede na to. That's sad. The effect of that, if we choose to stay in darkness, will produce death. It may not be physical death, but definitely it will be spiritual death. It's going to be a death of God's destiny for us. Our purpose. And for some of us here, maybe, you're here and there isn't any peace Hirap matulog, daming pinoproblema. And yes, maybe you need to rest. Yes, maybe you need a medication or two appropriately. But let me propose to you, maybe you also need the light 
of the gospel of God to shine in our hearts. Look at the verse. He gives light to guide our feet in the way of peace. Light shining through. And that's God's will. God wants us not to settle in darkness. God wants us not to stay here and dwell and say, Lord, tama na to, sakto na to, masaya na ako, pwede na to, when the light has already sh- uh, shown through our darkness, giving us a, a path to peace, forgiving our si- sins through His tender mercy. Let me end with this declaration. I want to say this. Redemption is here. God's light has already shown God is breaking through the darkness of our hearts. God's extending His hand of tender mercy to us. You see, the song of Zechariah is about God's tender mercy and how it has brought us to redemption, freeing us from sins, giving light to our dark hearts. Redemption is here. God broke through. Light has come. Hope has erupted. God's calling us, come, step into the light. Don't sit in, don't dwell. Welcome to Mumbai. But step in. As I end, this good news doesn't stop with us. Here's a good news. This Christmas, you and I can become a John to someone else. You and I, that next reunion, that next Christmas party that you would host for your company, you and I can become a John and prepare the way of the Lord for someone else. To guide them to the light that leads to peace. My prayer is that we will utilize this time to be a John to someone else as well. The same way that we have experienced the light that comes from God, is the same way that we will declare His light to those people still sitting in, dwelling in darkness. Let's bow down our heads and let's pray. Lord, thank You for today. Lord, I pray right now that You would open our hearts. There may be for some of us here who lives in thick darkness. I just feel like right now, some of us, we have, you know, we have done something, a sin. And let me propose to you, wouldn't you want na wag na natin dalhin yan next year? Would you agree? Let's settle it now. Let's leave it at 2017 so we can enter 2018 with a new light. That's what I want to pray for. Let's let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I pray for that. For some of us here, maybe God is convicting you of sin. Done against Him primarily, but also to someone else. Can we, deal to, can we deal that sin to God first? Say, Lord, I'm sorry for this sin. Lord, I'm sorry for... Name that sin to God. Lord, I'm sorry for this sin. Lord, I'm sorry for sitting in darkness, for dwelling in darkness. I believe right now for some of us here, God is saying to you, my daughter, my son, you have dwelled in darkness for the longest time. I am shining my light upon you. Masakit minsan, lalo na pag matagal ka sa dilim, tas biglang liliwanag, minsan masakit sa mata. 
blinding us. And maybe because of that, you are afraid to step forward further. I mean, if God is saying, no, 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 just stay. Lilipas din yan. And you will see that it's much better here. Peace is here. Forgiveness of sins is here. Unending love is available. Lord, I pray. Lord, we give up our sins. Lord, I know we're not perfect in our own. We'll never be. But you are perfect, God. Lord, help us serve you without fear. Walk in holiness and righteousness. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.